Time for rolling. The right targets. That is one trade. T Tigers is still pretty healthy. Tries to jump in. He finds one. This is a big turnaround for Liberation X. They might get the third. They might find an ace here on two lost boy top. Surrey strike. It's not oh. enough. Because it goes down. He might go for Donna Twips. He's going to get one. He's got to get two. Lost boy oh. top. Esports, the weekly podcast that brings you Vainglory Esports. From predictions to recaps and analysis, we present to you the best in professional Vainglory. Now, here's your hosts, Inglis and Krutzloth. It's time for rolling. Podcast episode 85. I'm joined with Cruz Sloth. How's it going, man? It's going good, Ed. How's it going? Hey, guess what? What's up? I started this podcast differently. You did, and I responded differently because normally I said it's going pretty good, but you know, I said Ed. So we're mixing 100% changes. Uh, so this week, uh, we're hoping to get two episodes out. Not 100% sure. You're going to have to feel it out and see what happens. Uh, real quick, before we get into today's episode, let me just tell you about our sponsor, of course, Mobile Esports. Great company that we have been working with that focuses on all things mobile gaming. They do tons of community events, community tournaments. They try to focus on that mobile industry and focus on all these great mobile games like Vainglory. Uh, Rules of Survival, Arena of Valor, all the other titles that are coming out that people have been playing. Obviously, Vanguard, we cannot wait to see uh, more and more Vanguard content coming from them, and hopefully we will be you know, getting that next community event out when it comes to Vanguard, and we'll be doing more with mobile esports. Obviously, you can follow them on Twitter at esports underscore mobile, and also they have their two websites, mobileesports.org uh, and um, mobileesportsnews. Let me make sure I actually read that right, because you know I don't want to mess up my own ad read. You know, that'd be that'd be really bad. What kind of terrible uh, ad read would that be? It is .org. I was right, and that was off the top of my head. Um, so yeah, you know they are doing a lot when it comes to just trying to do a lot of articles and you know follow all the big titles that have been coming out. So uh, going forward, that's all I have for sponsors, mobile esports helped us out a little bit on our way to San Fran, helping us get some shirts for the devs that uh, now I guess everyone wants in the universe, and I wish I could supply everyone with shirts. And uh, I don't know, Crude and I need to find some, some money to buy more Time for Rolling shirts. <laughs> yeah, we're still looking for that money. It doesn't grow outside on trees, as they say. It doesn't. That's where I've been looking, so I should probably start looking in a different, you know, a different direction. Yeah, I guess so. Uh... I guess so. Well, I guess so. We can get into this episode. Um, 
We are going to cover the Battle for the Rise first. We're going to look at the semis and the finals for that tournament. Has ended. It ended uh, yesterday. Some good well, matches? Question mark. It ended two days ago. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> um, Depending on when you're listening um, to this, unless you're listening to it the night of we record, which that'd be impressive. It could be four weeks later that you finally got this episode, and if so. This podcast may not be for you because we talk about things kind of immediately. Um, <laughs> it may be a little a little late for you to catch up on that tournament. But hey, you do. I'm not here to judge. But um, I don't know. The Battle for the Rise is honestly surprisingly not like crazy, crazy cutthroat competitive. I think we kind of had one team dominate pretty much everyone, which was kind of to be expected. Uh, the teams that were left were Misfits, Nova, Child's Play, and Celsius Esports. Child's Play is this quote-unquote, I would assume, a new TSM roster if everything is falling into yeah. place like they probably hope. Uh, we can get into that later, but the first semifinal was Child's Play versus Celsius Esports. Celsius had uh, the route to get to this point, and Celsius' probably first big challenge is Child's Play. Child's Play hasn't had a challenge up to this point. So playing against probably their first organization here. Uh, Crude, what do we want to do? Do we want to go through a full draft and kind of talk about what we've been seeing in these 5v5 drafts since we actually are getting a draft in these tournaments? I think that'd be smart just to kind of go through and we can kind of see how the drafting goes since it is the first 5v5 tournament, official tournament. Yeah. I think it'd be smart. So the Vayne Social did set up the draft and they did it just kind of like similar to 3v3 and added... Ban, ban, pick, pick, ban, ban, and then four picks on each side. We already discussed that a little bit. Uh, I don't know. If, I doubt that's how it's going to be, obviously, once real ranked and draft comes out. Um, but right now, that's what we're rolling with. So this first matchup, um, right now, the 3.0 meta, we've been seeing Gwyn be banned a lot. Child's Play starts out with banning that Gwyn. Uh, Celsiar bans away that Kashka. Um, Kashka's really strong as well. Not as strong... And I, I don't think it's as strong anymore. Child's Play does pick up that uh, Cruel right away, which, I mean, honestly, the Cruel is, I would say, the best jungler. Yeah. He's very aggressive. Yeah, very powerful. I don't know. I like that Kashka. Yeah, it isn't as powerful, but like we've said, you know, Von C said it himself, it's still pretty powerful. Yeah, so then uh, the Cruel pick was interesting, especially with like who actually plays the Cruel. Uh, Seltzer Esports picks up the Glaive. Glaive is another jungler that is kind of really important when it comes to ganks. Those afterburns can be huge. Uh, next round of bans is the Gwyn for Seltzer Esports. Or, sorry, Grace. Grace and Gwyn, I swear, the amount of times that I've called those two, obviously, you know, flipping their names, too much. The two Why? heroes. Grace and Gwyn. Just Gwyn? because they start with G. Just because they start with G, yeah. I say one's a captain, one's a yeah. Uh, I think it's just the, the the beginning of the name Grace Gwyn, just too close. I don't know. Um, and then Samuel Ban. I think Samuel is like probably the best laner. I would say like a mid laner carry when it comes to. I mean, Chuck either is playing Samuel or Vary. I feel like. Yeah, I just I don't know. I'm not a big fan of Samuel. That's me personally because. I feel like, yeah, it's good for the farming aspect, but once you get into those team fights, it's so hard to hit your the, the player you want to hit because of all the commotion going on, whether it's the captain blocking it or the minions. You know what I'm saying? Like, It's hard sometimes to do that damage know. late game. I feel like there's five people you just are throwing out your mouse. You're not trying to hit anyone. You're just trying to hit the whole group. You're trying to do that AOE damage. 
feel like that's the whole yeah, reason why Sam tar- is good. You're, you're trying to target someone though. Still, I mean, yeah, splash damage is going to happen, sure, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, he's not really based on a targeting. You don't target anyone. You don't click on anyone when you're, uh, you know, using his abilities. You're just throwing them out in the direction of uh, the group. I don't know. I feel like obviously he's being played and banned for a reason. So uh, obviously the pros yeah. are playing him for uh, that viability, I would say. I mean, I, I would actually say the opposite. I think farming earlier on is harder just because his auto attacks aren't necessarily nah. that powerful. I mean, um, okay, well, next four pickups. Do you want to go through the next four pickups for the teams? Sure. Uh, Celsiar, the actually, the next both pickups for Celsiar and Child's Play, they focus on their captain. Uh, Celsiar picks up the Arden. Child's Play picks up the Catherine. Uh, Celsiar then moves on, and they pick up the Sky. Child's Play picks up the Rona. Uh, Celsiar picks up the Vox. Child's Play picks up Varia. And then Celsiar finishes up with Idris, and Child's Play finishes up with a Jewel. Uh, I like that Jewel play. I've been playing Jewel a lot in 5v5 ever since I've, you know, Flash has been playing it throughout his 5v5. I really like it. Uh, still really strong, that, especially the Weapon Power Sky or Weapon Power Jewel. Yeah, he's able to split push really well and get a lot of crit down, do a lot of damage. The Idris is pretty interesting considering the Crystal Idris right now can do a lot of damage when it comes to stacking late game and throwing out some pretty scary chakrams. So interesting draft overall. I, I thought Child's Play probably won just because of the Rona, the Cruel, the Varia. Uh, three really, really strong uh, jungler carry yeah. type position. And Child's Play has been playing really well. Um, let's just real quick in this first game, we'll go over the of the roster that for each team um because child's play is kind of a shaky their roster has been off and on just depends on who shows up to play but in this particular matchup we have best chuck we have cause he plays the cruel best chucks on the varia shade of talent is going to be that rome care of the captain on that catherine flash is playing that jewel once again and then tivo is on arona and i think tivo is definitely a sub the other two that aren't in this game are hammy and um big paws or Daniel, or whatever uh, extra account he's playing on. So, I mean, the, those five people, obviously, a lot are very well known. You have the whole Vision team right there. So, uh, definitely that all-star roster that's kind of grouped together. Yeah, TSM was like, yeah, we're going to swoop up that uh, that Vision team and uh, take the entire roster to kind of create between the TSM. And then they picked up a few other here and there, but... If this is the true TSM team, it's going to be a strong team. Yeah, I mean, I don't, was it, we didn't talk about on this podcast, like, where Vision got dropped? Like, they didn't, I don't know. No, it wasn't on here. Yeah, I heard from someone that Vision, like, got dropped. It wasn't that, like, Vision, all the players just left. I don't know. That could be false information. But to me, that's kind of interesting to see if, like, Vision dropped those three players and... I mean, technically, they have a VG8 spot or whatever, you know, it was VG8. Now they have a VPL. I don't I don't know. Like, is Vision even around still, question mark? Like, who, who's going to be on their team if they are in the VPL? Yeah. Uh, so, that's interesting. <laughs> I guess when you look is. at the moment of TSM breaking apart, as in Flash retiring and... Um, 
Vonsi becoming a free agent, you would think they'd be making room to pick up Cloud Nine, but then they just pick up all these the kids from uh right from Vision is interesting. But I mean when you get into this game and you see how Kaz played, uh it's 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 honestly scary. His crawl play and even Tebow in this game on the Rona, they're just so good. They're so dominant. Like I don't know. It was just kind of kind of just sucked watching. I casted this game and Celsius just couldn't do anything. Like I'm talking about Kaz running around in the jungle, like one V threeing just for fun. Like to he had just no fear. Yeah, Kaz was ten and zero, and the final kill count was seventeen to two. So if that says anything, like on what Celsius could actually do, it was not a whole lot of anything. Yeah. I mean we got some good team fights and uh, this first game particularly not so much compared to what um, we see in the second game. I feel like it was maybe a little closer. Um, but, I mean, the game goes only 14-30. And, and surprisingly, I just can't believe that these 5v5 games are lasting, yeah. like, definitely, you know, like, not as long. Like, I was really expecting them to last a lot longer 35 but, minutes type area. Yeah, I don't know if it's just like there's like even more of a snowball effect right now in 5v5, and it's really easy once you capture that ghost wing slash black claw. It's really easy for you just to control the whole jungle, and then you can just keep getting kills, and the next thing you know, you can win. So I don't know. Like, I will see what changes as we go forward through uh, three, right. you know, 5v5 into 3.1, and then going towards preseason, that'll be interesting. But I guess that it is good that games are ending relatively fast. And I still think one of the things that plays a part of that is teams just not necessarily knowing what to do when certain things happen. Like if all of TSM invades Celsius and like goes to the side of their jungle to invade, like you know what should they? What should their next move be? Should they counter invade? Should they push a lane? Like yeah, you know, none of those metas has really formed yet. So I still think a lot is to be determined. And right now, I still think whoever's winning is just winning because of your mechanical skill. So right. Like, I don't think it has anything to do with yet, like what you should be doing because people are trying to figure that out. So first game, 17-2, like you already mentioned, Kaz, 10-0. The Kroll is really dominant. His, you know, one second, you know, shadows empower me. He can move throughout that Sovereign's Rise super fast, and there's a lot of bushes for him to be sitting. So uh, not surprised there. Um, TiVo, a typical build on the Rona, Flash, all crit build on that, uh, Jewel, and then Best Chuck on this Crystal Varia, really just putting on the hurt, but unfortunately, the side, uh, Young Jay and Dark Hour from South Sierra weren't able to do any damage on those Crystal Carries that they were, and Shaw's play pretty much dominated this first game of the semifinals. Yep. Uh, not a whole lot from them, but does Game 2 change it around at all, or... Uh, when we were going into game two here, we were looking at the draft to be a little more, uh, even, I would say for the side of Celsius, try to pick up some more strong heroes on their side. Uh, they do end up picking up, let's see, they do ban away the Kroll and Child's Play bans away the Gwyn. Uh, so again, that Gwyn was very, uh, not wanting to be played against. Celsius able to pick up the Kashka and the Baptiste picked up by Child's Play. Baptiste, I feel like, is another really, really strong hero that a lot of people have been playing. Um, I don't know. The Ordained is huge. The, some of these Fearsome Shades and team fights are giant. I don't understand how captains can actually see a Fearsome Shade come out when there's so many people grouped up and things going on. Uh, I yeah. feel bad for all captains in 5v5 just because 
you paying attention to not only your team but watching what their you know heroes are doing is even more crucial because now you have to be paying attention to oh if the Vox silences if the Catherine silences if the Kashka oh yeah it's stupid it's almost impossible I feel like there should be two captains and I think that's the meta I want to set <laughs> so two captains three laners and just kind of rotate babysitting because yeah it's there's so much going on in the 5v5 fights it's like I want to see Gabe Vizzle block everything that he used to block in 3v3 and then he's truly a god because it's insane yeah because I mean I don't know if you're going to need, like, uh, not as a two captains, but two captains that build captain items, but also build a few, like an Aftershock here or, like, a, this item here to also add a little bit of damage, and that way you kind of just do, like, a hybrid. That way other people can do some things to help. But clearly so far in the 5v5 we've seen, uh, one captain is doing just fine. So right. um, next round of bands is that Fortress and Saw. Fortress, I have a lot of plan playing Fortress, even if it is just Captain. Obviously, the jungle, Aftershock, Clockwork is even even better. You can do some good amount of damage, and the, the attack, attack of the pack is really, really deadly. Saw, when you're playing against Hammy on Child's Play, because Hammy does come back into this game, you don't want to play against Hammy Saw. He finally woke up. <clears throat> yeah, he was sleeping or something. Um, last four pickups then. Uh, I'll go through the first ones and you can finish with the last three. South CR picks up Ringo. Child's Play picks up Samuel. So obviously we're going to see best check on that Samuel and we're going to see him uh, struggle in this game, but it's still a really strong pickup for them and I feel like uh, either team would have picked that up. Yeah, so South CR, then they go ahead and pick up the Catherine. Child's Play picks up the Rona. South CR picks up a Vox. Child's Play then goes ahead and picks up the Arden because, you know, at that at this point, we weren't really sure if that Baptiste was going to be that captain or if he was going to, you know, be in the jungle or, or well, the lane or the jungle, I guess. But, you know, with them picking up that Arden, it kind of showed us a little bit more of their hand that they were going to be using the captain Arden, which is another thing that we'll talk about probably later on throughout the year and stuff with these drafts is when you show your hand and stuff like that. But last pickups, Celsiar picks up Scarf, and Child's Play picks up a Black Feather. So uh, a lot of gap closing ability from Child's Play as far as with the Rona and the Black Feather uh, to help be able to chase down like that Scarf and that Vox and that Ringo. Um, you know, Celsiar, they really have for the gap closing. is really only Kashka, but uh, interesting game, Endless. Yeah, I think that Scarf is interesting. Scarf's really good into like someone that you're trying to poke down and stay away and like outrange. The Rona and Blackfeather was just like to me as a scarf player that like makes me want to cry because those two will just dive me over and over and it can be really hard to stay yeah. away from them, especially when you have an Arden that can Vanguard and assist in that dive, um, and especially with where the scarf kind of is in the lane. We see scarf in like in the top lane against um, I think against the Rona, yeah, and. I don't know. Like, I feel like you could have gone mid lane. I don't know why the scarf doesn't go mid lane to go up against, you know, best Chuck on the Samuel. Instead, we have like that box mid lane. To me personally, I just feel like that, you know, that crystal type mage is definitely really, really important. Obviously, Young J is going crystal, but I feel like the scarf would have been maybe safer to have someone stick around him more often in that mid lane. Right. The interesting thing I want to talk about on this game that I thought was, you know, normally with 5v5, I guess maybe I, for what I've seen is that, you know, two people will go weapon power, two people will go crystal. And we've seen with 3v3, sometimes you get the two weapon power, no crystal power and stuff like that. This is, this is one of the first games, I guess, technically officially that we get to see a little bit more of a shift. Uh, it, you know, the TSM side, well, a child's play, uh, 
they actually go with three weapon power heroes. They go with weapon power Baptiste, weapon power Rona, weapon power Blackfeather. And Celsiar, they actually go with three crystal heroes with the Scarf, the Vox, and the Kashka. You know, originally thought maybe Vox would go weapon power. Uh, it is stronger, in my opinion, with the crystal power right now. A lot of people are talking how OP it is. So I just thought that was kind of interesting. That's the first time, first time we've really seen that kind of, you know, lean one, one way heavier with the, the CP or the weapon power compared to the other way. Yeah, and I think, I don't know if it's going to be easily, quote-unquote, countered just for my people, you know, stacking shields and stuff because uh, I don't know if it will matter. I just feel like some of these team fights, there's just so much damage coming across from everyone. Like, I don't know, like some of the team fights just casting them and you're watching them happen. You're just like, you're just seeing people get deleted once someone gets a lead. So we're going to have to see, right. I don't know if anything changes, if anything needs to change. But yeah, like you said, they kind of the the weapon Baptiste on Kaz is pretty entertaining and uh, actually kind of fun to watch and see that weapon power Baptiste be really really strong in this five v five meta where it's like not everyone's gonna be completely focused on him, so he's gonna be able to like you know put down good damage. Um, he goes eleven and four. Uh, we see Hammy make some pretty interesting plays. Tivo still was in. Big Paws was out obviously for the night, and uh, Tivo played another Rona. And you know, best shark two and four. Uh, only TSM member that will be right. carrying over to this team. It seems like if I'm predicting things, and uh, he, I don't even think he's the one to look out for. I think he's good laner, um, but right now you have Kaz and you know Hammy, and when Pause plays, those three are just it's just scary. They're making some crazy plays that uh, honestly, if if we see that TSM roster come through. I don't know if a lot of these other teams are going to have strong chance against them. You know why Best Chuck was two and four, right? Why? Because he's because he played that Samuel. <laughs> yeah, I, I tried telling you, but I mean, eh, eh, whatever. He was two and four with those ten assists because he uh, constantly just threw out tons and no. tons of damage. Ended up falling first while Hammy and Tivo and Kaz on these weapon powered dive heroes just ran around and destroyed everyone. Nah. Yeah, I mean, overall, it was a rough time for Celsiar. I mean, you see Nick go 7-9, and nine, and he tried to do as best as he could, but against the weapon power, Baptiste, sometimes you get locked in with him. Not only does he have his, you know, those bad mojos, but he just has auto attacks that can hurt really, really bad. So, yeah. Um, they win 29-12. This one was an 18-minute match, a little longer. So, Child's Play does go into the finals here, and we do see... Uh, Celsius dropped down to the third place match. Uh, the second match of the day was Nova Misfits. Of course, we already talked about that a little bit where there is the little, uh, not drama, but just Beef. like, yeah, a little, you know, some smack talk back and forth and players talking about who's better. And so it was a, a big, quote unquote, big deal to have um, this Nova versus Misfits. It's kind of uh First time we'll see maybe Misfits play like a really strong team because Misfits have been playing really hard. They've been really sweaty so far in 5v5, but they have they really had a true challenge, quote-unquote. So uh, first matchup here, you want to go ahead and start off with the draft for this Misfits versus Nova game. Yeah, so you got Nova on, so I guess, God, I'm so used to calling it side A and side B. I guess it will still be called that, right? I mean, I'd hope so. <laughs> I guess they wouldn't go side C and side D, but that know. would be wild. So Nova, go they go ahead and ban away the Finn. 
Uh, Misfits ban away the Kashka. Nova, they go ahead and pick up the Cruel. So they got the strong jungler. Uh, Misfits, they go ahead and counter that with a Rona pickup. Pretty good pickup there. Nova then goes ahead and bans away a Celeste. Misfits ban away a Catherine. That's the first real... Uh, I guess that's not the real cap captain because Finn would also be a captain. Uh, Nova, they go ahead and pick up the Arden. Misfits pick up Gwen. Do you want to go from there? So the Finn ban, do you think that was Nova being troll and like, hey, we're going to ban someone away that's not really strong because we think we're just going to destroy you? Uh, knowing that Starboy's on that team, I would have to say yeah. And Truth. <laughs> Pretty entertaining. Uh, um, where'd, where'd you end up at? Sorry, I forget. Uh, Arden and Gwen. I finished those two, so okay, the next yeah. three. Um, Samuel's picked up on the side of Nova. Misfits pick up uh, Grace and Blackfeather. Nova Esports picks up uh, Rhyme, which Rhyme we haven't seen that much. Old Man Winter mm -hmm. has not been on the, uh, the, the, rise the rise too often because of his uh, slow mobility. But uh, uh, Vox is picked up as well for Nova. And then the Scarf once again is picked up. So that was interesting to see the Scarf once again into... Um, I guess I would say into things like Samuel, I think is who he goes probably up against. I'm not sure. I really, th yeah, yeah. He's mid lane against uh, <clears throat> Samuel. So overall two interesting drafts. I actually kind of thought we would see misfits have the advantage here because of that Rona, the Gwen, the black feather, uh, the rhyme was interesting. I don't know, Crude. Like, what's your feel right now with 5v5? Is everyone just strong? Like, I just feel like not really anyone has to get stuck with a bad hero, I feel like. Yeah, it's... And I don't know if that's just because there's not really a meta that's formed. Like, you know, on, like, you know, certain rotations and certain people. Like, yeah, there are stronger picks compared to others, but I don't think there's a weak pick. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's, there's not someone who are like, yeah, we definitely don't have to worry about that being picked up because... Like we've seen, I mean, pretty much everyone's been picked up except for, you know, I've, I guess me personally, I haven't seen a Grumpjaw picked up, but I've played Grumpjaw and I don't think he's that bad this oh, patch. Oh, Grumpjaw so. is hella fun. Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah. To answer your question, I don't think that there is a bad hero to play. Like, uh, I'm I don't not know. necessarily saying <clears throat> like they're overpowered. I think Cruel's really strong. Alpha's really, really strong. Um, I, I don't like to use the word broken ever because I'm not a good enough player to like, actually deem someone broken like I, I i'm just not good enough to say that so uh when when the vg10 people are saying they're broken maybe that's when i kind of <clears throat> listen to them but but yeah, yeah. like I, I don't know when i look at other these other mobas and like games like league of legend dotas i don't really uh, i'm not involved in them too much league more than anything but like you look at like their hero pool and you're like, do they have just heroes that are never touched? There's been times like that in Vainglory's history. I guess we would rather have all heroes strong than have a certain amount just kind of too weak to be touched. Right, and they just sit there in the character screen never getting picked. Because I mean, like we see Reza being really strong. I'm actually going to pull it up real quick because I just want to look. Side note, everyone pause. 
Uh, Adagio, I guess we haven't seen too much Adagio. Alpha, Arden, Baptiste, even Baron. You've been playing a lot of Baron. Can be. We did see a Baron, actually. It was a Crystal Baron as well, which was really interesting in 5v5. Blackfeather, yes. Catherine, yes. Celeste, yes. Trendwalker, eh. I feel like captain-wise, actually, Trendwalker has been kind of been avoided. I feel like not that many. Agreed. In these Battle for the Rise tournament, at least, a lot of people kind of were avoiding uh, Trendwalker. And then Flicker, surprisingly... Like, Flicker was that big talked-about hero, and we did see it a lot early, early on, but in the Battle for the Rise, at least, we didn't see that many Flickers, especially towards the end of the semifinals and finals. Um, Fortress, right. Glaive, Grace, yes. Grumpjaw, really not yet, but I feel like he's strong. Grint, Gwyn, Idris, Jewel, Kestrel, Kashka, Cruel, Lance. Yeah, like, all of these. We did see an Ozo played, actually, twice. We see this Crystal Lyra being played every once in a while, which is really interesting. Yep. Even Weapon Power Pedal has been being played in bottom lane. Like, not this Crystal Pedal, but just, like, this super range, like, one... Uh, sorrow blade with like tons of tornado triggers that like we kind of used to saw or we used to see ringle rona saw obviously has been played samuel scarf sky takavaria box that's crazy like that's that's a lot of heroes that i'm like out of all those yeah. names there's like two maybe two player maybe two heroes that i'm like yeah they haven't seen that much time yeah yeah right and that's really the and i would say churnwalker walker yeah the, yeah. the Kestrel's kind of coming back. People were not really about it, but I feel like people have been playing more and more of this Kestrel, um, and I don't even know which path completely it is, but it has been being played more. So that's pretty crazy right now. We definitely have a really, really healthy pool of heroes overall. For sure. So, yeah, the All first right, back game. Back to the game. Right, where, that's, <laughs> that's where we're at is game number one. Yep. Yeah, so game number uh, one, then go on. Sorry, I was just going to say, Nova pretty well handled uh, Misfits in this game. Uh, you know, once again, Lone Delphi on the Kroll. He does a little bit of a different build. He doesn't do the tension bow breaking point that we've seen, I, that I personally have seen a lot of. He goes more the Sorrow Blade and then just d defense with the Shiver, the shiver Steel. Can't mm -hmm. talk. Uh, it was still effective. He goes 5-2, and two, but uh, maybe not as effective. Now, I'm not going to talk about Samuel because that uh, really, I know you are probably waiting to pounce on that. He goes 11 and 1, so it's whatever. Truth, so, I mean, when you have Truth playing Samuel, and it, it's just he's going to make some plays. Yeah. Um, yeah, so he, he does have a really, really strong game. He puts out some pretty, pretty big drifting darks in uh, Miles and Verdicts, but. The FPG on the Rhyme was interesting. He just was able to be tanky like that uh, Lone Delphi was on that crawl. So having two tanky heroes that can still put out a good amount of damage is probably really annoying for the side of Misfits. They had some close, close, almost victories, but that box, Starboy, a.k.a. Maxarine, talk about the most annoying things anyone could do to you is have a player change their name to another player's name. Don't get me started as a caster. That was so stupid. I would always say yeah. Max Green and be like, oh, it's just Starboy, JK. I was gonna say I was like, wait, I'm so confused because I kept hearing caster say Max Green, and I was like, but what? Yeah, it was a it was a mind boggle. <laughs> so yeah, the first game Nova won twenty two. Um, wait, twenty six to nine. Yeah, yeah. Um, so like having them kind of really dominate Misfits was like, oh, okay, Nova was talking smack for a good reason, and I was like, Misfits definitely needs to change something up coming into the second draft, and they. You know, the second draft is interesting. The side of Misfits, um, they do ban that Krull right away. Thank goodness. Krull's really strong. They pick up, Nova picks up Kashka. Misfits go ahead and pick up that Arden, which is like a lot of people's no. go to. 
Nova didn't pick up Kashka. Nova banned Kashka. Oh, sorry. Did I say pick up? Yeah, uh, you said pick up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Banned, sorry. Um, Misfits ban- picks up Arden. Now I'm all mixed up. Uh, and then Nova picks up the Samuel, which, again, Samuel's kind of being in that first pick slot. Obviously, the Gwen doesn't come through, which was surprising. Gwen makes it all the way yeah. to the end here, which was was crazy. Uh, next round is the Bands. Nova bans the, the Varia, really, really strong mid laner there. And then the Grace is banned away, another strong captain. Misfits picks up that Celeste. We get to see the insane range Celeste in that mid mid lane. And there's the Grump Jaw, actually. Look at that. We talked about hey. it. And, and Nova picks up the Grump Jaw. Um, I think, actually, who plays it? Is it a uh, – I got to look. It is Lone Delphi. He's playing all the weird shit, like over and over. Um, yeah, he went. Yeah, he went utility build with the two. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right. Yep. That's that's my portion. Yeah. So then we got Misfits picking up a Catherine. Nova does pick up the Finn. Uh, they also pick up the Vox. Then Misfits they go ahead and pick up that pedal. We had talked kind of the same thing with the Grumpjaw. We had talked about the the pedal uh, being picked up that weapon power pedal. Was it a weapon power one though? I think didn't they go CP one game? I can't remember. Uh, I think this is, this is a weapon power. This game is why I believe. Okay. Yeah. And then uh, they pick up the Gwen, like we had said, that was the last pickup for Misfits. Picking up that Gwen snuck all the way through the end, and then Nova rounds it out with picking up a Scarf. So, uh, who's whose draft you like better here? Do you like Nope Misfits or Nova? Um, I think I, I think I like Nova's just because or sorry, sorry, Misfits just because of the Grumpjaw Finn. Like I'm not saying they're yeah. bad, but like when it comes to quote unquote heroes that dominate, I feel like that right. weapon power pedal has a lot of range and uh let me just tell you, Esme like did some wild things in this game. And then the Gwen and the Celeste, it's a lot of range coming through on the side of uh uh, misfits and let me talk about another triggering thing that i just love the trolls that just makes other people's lives more difficult is when starboy creates a guild with the same tag as misfits players so everyone yeah. that's running around has the same misfits tag for the most part besides uh like lone delphi and uh one other person on the team winner maybe uh truth but like as a caster, you see misfits everywhere, and all you want to say is like, "Misfits is doing this, Misfits is doing that," and because sometimes you look at guild tags when you're casting. So, shout out to Starboy for doing another thing that was extremely troll and unnecessary. Good old Starboy. Um, but yeah, I I did give the edge to I would say Misfits in this game. Yeah, I would agree. I, that's what I was just curious about with the Grump Jaw, the Pedal, and the the Fin all being picked up in this. Not you know heroes we see as much, but uh. We do see Misfits. They actually pulled out a 19 to 18. This game went a little bit longer. It was a 27 minute victory. Uh, a little bit more back and forth, I guess you could say. Uh, the kill counts and deaths were pretty even across the board. No one really stood out, other than maybe the the weapon power pedal did go 11 and three. So, like you had said, es- Esme is that how you pronounce that right? It's like Esme or Esme. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, did some work on that weapon power pedal. You get the double uh, double tornado trigger. Tyrant's monocle, sorrow blade. We've seen that that build back in the back in the day of three v three. That was pretty strong. Uh, apparently, it still works in five v five. Apparently, <laughs> um, yeah. So, I mean, we look at that. Obviously, Misfits in this position being down. Obviously, a game best of three here. They have to win in order to force that game three and. It was a close game, 27 minutes in. Uh, the game finally does end. It was pretty back and forth. 
Um, I don't know. Was there anything particular that you thought was like the big difference or uh, why Misfits did win? Obviously, I should, probably should say that Misfits does end up winning. Yeah, I, the only thing that I would probably have to lean on would be, you know, the the weapon power pedal. I mean, that was the only really dominating hero in, in that factor that I could think of, you know, or the big reason that that uh, Misfits won this game. Yeah, I feel like Lone Delphi had a pretty big impact early on, but later on with the Tension Bow Aftershock, uh, he was probably able to do upfront burst damage, but then there was times where I felt like Lone was just kind of a target. Like, he was just kind of sitting there taking damage, I think that's one thing players are going to have to figure out is like balancing aggro was really important in 3v3, but I feel like it's going to be even important, more important now in 5v5. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're yeah. going to have to like understand when, like, maybe I'm taking too much upfront damage and I should probably uh, like let someone else try to survive this because if I die immediately, it's not going to help my team. So, Lone did a lot of eating people and then kind of just getting melted right away. But, um, yeah, Misfits actually wins the second game. They ended up finishing this game. It was like a lot of weird split pushing from Esme trying to split push turrets and whatnot. But they do win 19 to 18. Yes, sir. So it forces a game three. We move on to a game three. Uh, I'll start with the draft here. Nova, they go ahead and ban away the Kroll. Uh, Misfits counter that with ban away the other strong jungler, the Kashka. Uh, allows nobody to go ahead and pick up the Arden. Misfits, they go ahead and want to take that long-range mage, Celeste. Uh, Nova, they go ahead and ban away the pedal. Uh, Misfits, they ban away Ataka, which was pretty interesting. You know, we haven't seen a whole lot of Ataka being played, at least this series. Uh, no one had really been picking it up or banning it, so that was kind of out of left field, I feel like, maybe setting something up for later. Um, Nova, they go ahead and pick up the Catherine, and Misfits, they go ahead and pick up the Samuel. Yeah, Samuel's in another game once again. This is where you take over. I'm talking. Okay, good, good, good. <laughs> Samuel's in another game once again, obviously being picked up. They also pick up the Finn. I, I don't know. Maybe this Finn is uh, a sought-after captain, being able to hook people in that threat. Um, interesting pickup. Nova Esports, on the other hand, do pick up uh, the Catherine and the Glaive, and then Misfits with the Vox, Nova with... The Gwen and the Ringo, so ooh, those are pretty uh, two big weapon power carries. Uh, more single target though, so definitely gonna be blowing up one person. And then the last pickup for Misfits is the Gwen or the Grace. God dang it, uh, the Grace. So uh, the difference here is like, all right, we're gonna see a weapon power Grace now because a lot of people love a weapon power Grace with the tension bow. Right. Right. That, that's all I got. That's all I got. All right, well, let me... <clears throat> when you uh, look at game three, obviously, going into this game, um, unfortunately, uh, it wasn't streamed properly. No. no, I don't really know what happened, but obviously, radio style, and everyone is just listening to one person cast, and it kind of sucked, but uh, Misfits... I, I think this probably could have been the best game of the of the whole tournament, and it wasn't wasn't able to be properly streamed so it feels bad um unfortunately uh, misfits wins or not unfortunately misfits wins but unfortunately we, we didn't get to watch misfit winning and they do kind of come back and beat nova esports <clears throat> yeah that was really unfortunate not being able to watch it i I would agree that that was probably one of the better games because it was you know a game three it was tension filled especially with the, after the twitter beef that we had seen before so <laughs> uh oh uh, well what, what can you do 
Yeah, so, I mean, this second semifinal, we move on to the finals, and uh, we're going to have Misfits versus Child's play, and is Misfits going to be even an issue for uh, Child's play? Will it be something they, uh, like, actually have to, like, try hard, I guess I should say? Nah. Nah? I don't think so. I don't think so. All right, so let's go over to the finals then real quick and go ahead and look at that. Third place, we don't really need to really spend too much time on it. It was just Nova versus Celsiar. Uh, Celsiar does drop 0-2 to Nova, and Nova was able to yep. pick up those series, uh, again, relatively easily. Celsiar, now they have their team. Uh, they do have some work to do with that team and uh, keep working hard at some of these uh, more established – not established, but the you know, those players that have been playing together uh, are still – performing really well and Celsiar definitely uh it was fun watching them play and they have a couple members on that roster that have like a lot of potential so exciting to see them going forward but Misfits and Child's Play is our finals yeah so starting out we got Misfits they go ahead and ban away the saw uh I you know I that might have been directed at Hammy probably was directed at Hammy uh or it could have been Troll but uh, I would have to go with directed at Hammy. Child's Play, they go ahead and ban away the Gwen. Misfits, they go ahead and pick up the Kashka. Uh, Child's pay, Play, go ahead and counter that with picking up the Cruel. So we do see those two junglers being focused a lot throughout this tournament. Uh, Misfits, they go ahead and ban away the Rona. And Child's Play decides to go ahead and ban away one of the stronger captains, in my opinion, which would be the Arden. Uh, Misfits, they go ahead and secure that uh, Celeste. Child's Play, they go ahead and secure that Samuel, and then you take it away. So then Child's Play, they go ahead and pick up the Lance, uh, Misfits pick up the Grace, uh, and as well as the Box. That's not the right order, but whatever, who cares? <laughs> Child's Play picks up the Black Feather, and then Misfits finish with the Fen, and Child's Play finish the Scarf. We've been seeing a lot of Scarf being picked up at the very end uh, the main thing I see here is a Cruel once again on the side of Child's Play, a Samuel once again, and the Lance was interesting. Lance is someone who's not yeah. picked up as much. That's who what I was going to say. I mean, when you can get those five-man impales or five-man Githian walls, that can be uh, game-changing. doesn't happen very often, but even still, you know, you get two or three people with, a, with an impale or a Githian wall, it's huge for the team, so... I think yeah. Lance has some has some viability there that you know a lot of people maybe are looking past, um, mm-hmm. but yeah, the other thing is misfits. You know they pick up that fin once again, so they are on to something with that fin. But yeah, like you were talking about the Lance, like it's not only Githian walls, but even these roots are just like enough to slow people down and to allow like a cruel and the scarp and the Samuel to like just throw out some insane amount of damage. Um, but yeah. I mean, overall, it just kind of, it sucks seeing some of these matches, you know, 12 minutes in, it's already 13 to one. We got, you know, uh, child's play, like just storming down the base already. And, uh, you know, not long after that, they do pretty much, uh, win the game. Uh, I don't even know. Do we have 15 an, minute mark, 15 minute mark. There is no, there is no end screen. Well, there is for like a second. Mm. So, uh, yeah, actually the, the final kills were, 17 to 1. So Misfits pretty much got steamrolled in this one pretty hard. Right. Uh I mean they they tried doing so the Grace went weapon power actually with weapon power, Sorrow Blade, and Tyrant's Monocle. But the only other item that is that Mayoke? Mayoke? I can never Mayokai. say that name, right? Mayokai. Mayokai. Had a yeah. Sorrow Blade 
a tyrant's monocle and then first tier boots and that's it i mean this was over so fast people couldn't even get two or three full item builds which yikes so uh <laughs> you had pause back and pause was you know having fun out there doing some pretty crazy stuff i feel like so um it's it's crazy to think that this could be i mean it literally ended at 14 minutes and 51 seconds dude we did we saw 3v3 games that ended that fast but just think about the amount more of turrets that you that you you are you need to go through or the armories and I just how 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 does it happen that fast? Like teams just not able to stop rotations and not able to. Yeah, I I guess when we would let's like rewind and go back in history and see what was happening on three v three at this point in their esports. Like we are getting ready to start yeah. preseason of the very first ever esports for Vanglory five v five. So what did it look like around preseason time for the very first Vanglory three v three? Probably some of the worst Vanglory play you could ever witness, and that's like right. the pros were doing it. Yeah, you have a valid point there. I mean, it's kind of fun to go on Vanglory's Twitch and go back to like autumn 2015, and you're seeing some of these teams <laughs> run things, and you're just like, "What in the actual?" I am a pro right now. Like, I am a pro at that level three years ago. That's just the crazy thing. Uh, that's that's kind of far out there. That's not far out at all. Um, <laughs> Next game, this is a best of five. Unfortunately, Misfits honestly had to sit through three games against this Child's Play team. They did play a little better, I feel like, going f- like going forward. Um, I'm not going to go through all the bands for this next game. Um, we did do just see TSM. They pick up Kestrel. Finally, we do see this Kestrel. Best check on Samuel once again. Shade of Talent on the... Um, the Catherine, the Baptiste, another weapon power Baptiste on Kaz, and then Daniel on Ozo. Do you want to go ahead and give us the misfit roster? Yeah. Uh, pause. Sorry if you said something there. It completely cut out on me, so I didn't hear where you stopped at at all. But I can do misfits if that's what you want me to do. Yeah, I'm not doing like the bands or anything. Okay. So yeah, Misfits, they go ahead and they pick up the Arden, uh, Celeste, Vox, Lance, and we do see that Baron come in. We haven't seen him very much these this past tournament, but uh, he does come into play here. I think it's a great pickup, doing a lot of splash damage, kind of like that Samuel does. So Crystal, too. Did you say that? I forget. I did not say that. I wasn't sure. Yeah, that's this game, right? Yeah, yeah. That's Crystal this game, which is interesting yeah. just because we've seen... Splash damage is big, but man, those porcupine, whatever, porcupine mortars, whatever you call them, whew, those things yeah. land. That's a lot of damage. Yeah, it is a lot of damage, not to mention the ion cannon. That thing will just obliterate people. The ion cannon being global is one of my favorite things just because you've had a couple of kills where you like were in bottom yep. lane and you threw it up to the top lane to help out someone else and it lands. It's just kind of like, where did that come from? Oh, yeah, it's an, a global... When it's when it's a close fight on like one v one, I'm always watching to throw my to like you know like oh my teammate died and they're gonna get away with a sliver of health. I'm like ha, not the day, sucker. Drop it right on top of them. Dropping bombs. So I'll be picking up the lance, trying to kind of imitate what uh, Shaded was able to do in that first game. Was interesting. Uh, unfortunately, I don't think he was able to completely do that. He wasn't able to make that big of an impact compared to uh, what you know, Shaded did make. I mean, they are little, it is a much closer game, I feel like, early on at least, when we're at the 10-minute mark. We see, you know, Daniel not dominating as much on the Ozo. Uh, the Ozo pickup was interesting overall, especially weapon power, right? I mean, I'm like, yeah, weapon power Ozo? That's interesting. 
humanists would be so happy. I feel like Weapon Power Ozo and or Ozo as a whole is pretty healthy when it comes to just being able to play whatever play style he, he wants to. Yeah, I would agree with I guess that. It, I guess it works. I guess 5v5 is giving a lot more opportunities for different things to work. Which is good. We need that. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Instead of it going the opposite way and shutting it down, shutting certain opportunities down, it's giving you a lot more viability right. and options. So. All right, I'm actually going to go ahead and clip this because I just saw something that was pretty interesting. I saw Kaz get hit by a pretty awesome ultimate from across the map. Uh, anyways, going into the rest of this game, though, um, you know, I would say Child's Play still had a pretty good synergy. And when it came to like their gameplay of how to win, and they obviously do end up winning this second game. Um, I don't know. Who do you think was like, like your kind of MVP in this game or who definitely was the, the leading charge for the side of Child's Play? Uh, it would probably, for me, it would probably be, have to be Kaz, just because Weapon Power Baptiste is awesome, and he <laughs> does go 7-2 and two on it, and I don't know if Kaz can't play anyone, uh, a Weapon Power hero, and not do well with it. Um, but no, seriously though, he did, I mean, he did do a lot of damage, he, he was at the right place at the right time to help his team, and, you know, I think if Kaz, you know, with, with his TSM team, they can, they could do some, they could do some serious work. Did you notice that uh, from their previous games and the previous semis, their their tag was HAM, and it switched to TSM here. Say that again. Uh, in the previous games, their their uh, their uh, guild tag was HAM, which I'm assuming is hard as a mother, whatever you know that word, <laughs> ham going ham. Oh, but uh, it, it, in this, it's all their guild tags are TSM. So you know, I Whoa, think this is the time. You're right. When Flash had announced that, you know, like, hey, this could be the TSM team, like, cough, cough. So, yeah, I'm pretty, like, I'm willing to bet the farm that this is the TSM team. I feel like they're trying out right now is what I heard. They're in their tryout stage of trying to yeah. uh, <clears throat> make the team. What do you mean, nah? Like, that's a thing. You have to try out. You don't just get on the team. Um, oh, yeah. No, 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 no. I, I mean, I agree with what you're saying, but I think that, like, oh, we're trying them out. Like, come on, this is going to be the team. Who else are they going to pick up? Who else is out there? Uh, Cloud other, than <laughs> okay, other than C9. Okay, other than C9. I mean, I, no one's finalized besides, um, I think... Celsius. No, I'm talking about the VPL teams. Um, oh, oh, oh. No one is finalized. I, I don't even think Tribe has been finalized. I think Nova actually may be the only one they haven't made an official announcement. So there's still teams that technically you know, players could be coming from, but I mean, I'm I, just I, saying. I, I know I get what you're saying, but um, I think they're definitely in that, you know, teams want to take the chance and take the time to try players out before you commit and sign a full contract going into this brand new game. Uh, yeah. I think they'd have a pretty, pretty happy to be happy with their decision when they, if they do decide to go with that route. Um. All right. Game three. Cause this is the best of five series. Yeah, so going into game three, obviously Misfits has to do something in order to uh, try and continue on with the series. Uh, the bad news is, though, they do let Child's Play pick up the saw. So, rip. Was Hammy able to uh, dominate on it? Uh, he played well. We could say that. Uh, I mean, he does go three and two. But he kind of, I don't know if he like trolls a little bit as far as he has two crystal items, and then he has a tension bow. So he was kind of going that utility, like 
I just he was trying to put out some serious damage and I mean he you know it's not like he dominated like you know Kaz goes eleven and six again with a weapon power black feather give him anything weapon power and it's game over yeah so I mean it's all right that's been the interesting thing too is when you look at five eight five is oh, you know who's gonna be able to ban away certain heroes in order to stop like you know Kaz for instance being on someone who's really strong now you have. Th- you know, two extra members to look at. That was a big thing we talked about in three v three. Like, oh, they're banning away that play that player for that certain player or that hero for that certain player. And now in five v five, you have all these extra members. You're never going to be able to focus ban someone. I feel like ever. I feel like this is not going to be a thing. I agree. That'd be interesting. It'll be interesting to see like what ends up happening with it, though. Oh yeah, third game though. Do you want to go ahead and just read off who was picked up? Yep, I can do that. So we got for Misfits, uh, they go ahead and pick up Samuel, Grace, Sky, Celeste, and we do see a Churnwalker coming through here. Uh, probably one of the only really Churnwalkers we've seen most of this tournament. I can't remember the very beginning rounds, but don't quote me on that. Don't fact check me. Uh, Child's Play, we got Saw, Rona, Catherine, uh, Blackfeather, and Varia coming through. Yeah, I mean, I think... Overall, when you look at the comps, uh, I wouldn't say. Uh, I feel like Child's Play definitely doesn't like troll when it comes to like them getting a little lead. They definitely still pick up like their their heroes that they just kind of dominate with. Hammy on um, is that a Reza right? Uh, Hammy's oh, not Saul, on Reza. Sorry, sorry, Saul. That image is kind of far away. Uh, the Saw. Then you have Daniel on the Rona, and then. The Black Feather. All we basically seeing Paws, Kaz, and you know, like TiVo and them play. You just been on Cruel, Rona, Black Feather, and Weapon Power Reptiles. Just all these weapon carries that are absolutely destroying. Yeah, like they're junglers. Yeah. They're not even. They're not even worried about picking up Kashka. Like they're just kick, picking up these pretty strong weapon power carries. Well, that's their uh, that's their strong suit right now. We'll have to see if that changes at all when the meta changes. Yeah, and this matchup overall, I think it was a little more of a, uh, I feel like Child's Play kind of dominated more than they did in the yeah. first one, and then this is even more than the second. Uh, Hammy, tension bow at the end for fun. I'm not really sure why he did that. He went Crystal Saw. But again, Daniel and Kaz were able to just kind of have some fun and Kaz made some crazy plays at the end of the game and did some stupid dives that should have never happened and they, they went 25 to 15. I don't know Rip. if there's uh, anything else to talk about when it comes to that. Not really. Child play wins the tournament kind of like what I had figured but yeah well child's play wins the tournament. That's the battle for the rise. It's the very first uh tournament we've seen when it comes to um you know like a full 5v5 roster right 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 do you have anything else crude are we just going to end after our uh 5v5 i mean i don't have anything i don't have anything else on the uh the battle for the rise tournament no i think uh we could probably go ahead and uh end this episode um I got a new idea crude, so I think we're just going to end this one. Okay. All right. Well, thanks for tuning in, everyone. That's Battle for the Rise Shout. Time for Rolling Cells, our esports for putting that on and doing all that kind of work. 
Um, it was nice to see yep. a little bit of scrimmages going on. But for now, I think we're going to end this episode. It was a long, kind of broken down episode about a lot of just 5v5 meta and what we've been seeing and what the pros kind of put out there in the beginning. I think we may be officially seeing the new TSM team, which is interesting to see those announcements come through in the future. Uh, that's all we have, though. Follow us on Twitter at TFR underscore Esports, Endless55VG, and CrudeSlothVG. Uh, and make sure you just retweet us all the time because our tweets are always fire and important. Fire. Um, fire. Thanks for hanging on this Tuesday or whenever you're listening, and we'll uh, talk to you guys Thursday. Cheers. Cheers, man. Thanks for tuning in to Time for Rolling. If you liked what you heard, please leave a review on iTunes or Google Play Music and subscribe for weekly episodes. Follow us on Twitter at Time for Rolling and at TFR underscore esports. Until next week for another edition of Time for Rolling.